Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live, and tonight we are joined by Katie Amon and Z Sarah, Sarah Zanotti. Guys, thank you so much for being here. The movie is called Faye. It premiered today on digital and video on demand. Congratulations to the both of you on a job very well done. We're going to get into the movie in just a bit. How are you guys doing tonight? We're good. good. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. It is my pleasure. Uh, I always like to ask people whether it's just before the premiere date or especially on premiere date, how are you guys feeling on, I mean, this is not your first go around, but how are you feeling today with the premiere of Faye? Are you excited? Are you nervous? What's the overall feeling? It's awesome. It's been, um, it, I mean, it's been crazy. It was such a small project that that came and it is our it's our first project to have out so that's it's pretty special it's our little yeah. baby <laughs> it's exciting it's it's hard to wrap my mind around it like that people are are gonna be able to watch it it's really cool congratulations again it is no small feat as you guys know to get a film done film produced and then get it out to the public so that in itself is an accomplishment and you guys did a great job so let's just get started how do you two uh, know each other and how long have you known each other? Not even three years. No. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be three years in September. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Um, <laughs> happy anniversary. <laughs> uh, we met, let's see. Uh, I, uh, a mutual friend of ours had um, DP'd a short film that Sarah directed and I saw it at his house. And I said, who is that? Give me her number. I want her to be in um, the sizzle reel for another movie that I was getting ready to pitch. And so I called her, I pitched it. We FaceTimed, she had a face mask on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually was like about to go to bed. She was like, do you want to FaceTime? And I was like, I look like not good right now. So what's the easiest way that I can kind of conceal what's going on here, but also look like I'm a productive businesswoman? Right. A face mask. Yeah. So, so I was, just slapped on a clay mask and I was like, what's up? So sorry about this. I was like, okay. So I, with the it was like Mrs. Doubtfire. You know? <laughs> that is awesome. That's an awesome story. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you guys both co-wrote Faye Together. Katie directed the film. Uh, so let's get into it. Faye is a story ultimately about <laughs> grief. Um, what did you guys use as an inspiration uh, to write this screenplay? Well, you want to you want to take this one to write the screenplay? Well, we uh, we were inspired a little bit uh, technically by um, Bronson with Tom Hardy. The black box monologues were kind of inspired by his performance pieces in that film um and then we were kind of on a big duplass brothers kick we had we watched creep we loved that and we were kind of inspired by the idea of making a film with minimal resources <laughs> just like a camera a couple of actors or in our case one actor <laughs> and a location yeah um and then the story for Faye, i had sort of a um, I, I, I pictured the first scene, told Katie about it. Yeah. And I, we just went from there. I was like, okay, so it's, you know, she's in her car talking mm -hmm. to someone and then it's revealed that no one's there. And I was like, okay, uh, dead husband, we can work with that. That's, that's a start. And then I remember just like, we also decided she should be a writer. And I thought it would be cool to have a, a self-help author who is breaking. And then, um, 
I think like in the middle of the night one night, I just texted her and I was like five stages of grief. We'll divide the movie into chapters like it's a book and we'll we'll go through the five stages of grief with mm-hmm. Faye. And that's um, from there. We got like a really solid outline. outline. Yeah. Now, Sarah, you are like you said, you are the sole actor that we see on the screen in Faye. What was it like doing basically a feature film that's a monologue? Uh, had you ever done anything like that before? Uh, no, not not on camera. Um, we've been joking about this because I was like, if people just knew me, they'd be like, yeah, that checks out because <laughs> I just am always acting by myself. Um, like if you see me at a stoplight, like I'm probably crying, you know, about my non-existent children or something like that. Like yeah. I, I'm just like, before I go to bed at night, like I'll just like make up a monologue, say it to myself in the mirror and be like, all right, you get some sleep, <laughs> you know? And then I, when I head to bed. So it was weirdly, it really felt natural. Um, but also the camera feels like a character too. And Katie and I have a cool actor director uh, chemistry that, um, you know, there was energy to work off of, but there were moments where I was like, so what are we doing next? And, you know, then I'd look at it and I'd be like, okay, so, so yeah, so I've got a lot of lines to do. You pulled it off brilliantly. Uh, not only you sitting on the stage and doing the narration, but also alone in, in Louisiana, in the cabin and, talking to your dead husband who you made up in your mind you can't accept the loss and then you have all this other stuff pop up we're not going to give away any spoilers but you did a really i got i mean this you did a brilliant job pulling it off uh it's a very i would assume i'm not an actor but i would i would assume it's a very difficult thing to do not having a screen partner to sort of play off of and just doing it on your own. And you did a brilliant job. And I'm sure Katie would agree as well. Now, Katie, walk us through the process of deciding to use a doppelganger, uh, which is Sarah again, uh, as the quote unquote paranormal entity in the film. That's that's kind of a funny story because we were were writing (laughs) and Sarah hits me with like, you remember that movie? with Nicole Kidman where the ghost like the, the others. people in they were the ghosts and I was like the others and she goes what if it's like that but just me and I was like so the, the other, other? <laughs> 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 for the longest time we called Faye the, the other. other yeah while we were on set we were like go get in the other makeup you know <laughs> Which, by the way, those contacts, we have yet to talk about that. These Uh, contacts that I... Sidebar. Yeah. The (laughs) contacts for the other, blind. Completely blind. Made me blind. I mean, you want to develop trust with other human beings. Put Put some of those contacts contacts. on and be like, I've got to go pee. (laughs) (laughs) And see who shows up. I'm like, hold on to my shoulders. Let's go. (laughs) So finish telling the doppelganger story. And then I want to talk a little bit about the makeup. You know, that's yeah. so, how I had to so go through. the other, you know, we just decided that it would be cool to kind of personify emotions, you know? Yeah. And it was it always natural? Was it always the idea that Sarah would be playing that other? Yeah. Or did you guys ever contemplate 
bringing in, uh, you know, just another actor to put on the makeup and play it? Well, because she's basically running from her own emotions, I wanted it to look like a, you know, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but a version of what she looked like when she was um, in in that car accident. Yeah. Okay, that definitely comes through. Now, Sarah, you know, having to do the the, the scenes, you dressed as the other. What was it like sitting in the makeup chair? You already told us about the contacts, but, you know, have you ever done any kind of horror where you had to have that? Because it looked really good to have that, you know, that elaborate of makeup done to you for uh, for a shoot. Uh, not not like that. I mean, I've, I've definitely um, I'd been in one one other uh, horror film before that, and I think I didn't have any like special effects makeup in that. Yeah, so no, it was especially the um, especially the special effects makeup that we had on my arm. Um, yeah, it was cool. I would just sit there and like be like, so "What are you guys doing now? You're making a bone." Okay, <laughs> I, it was it was. It was really cool. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know what what. There was one part at like one o'clock in the morning where I was I was putting the appliance on your arm. Mm-hmm. Nicole, our lead makeup artist, was doing all the effects with like the glass and the cuts on her face. She, you were blind with contacts, and and then Sarah D, our other camera operator and and producer and art everything. everything. She was feeding us, like yeah. hand feeding us while yeah. we were all working. Yeah. <laughs> now in in the and film, uh, Sarah Faye, the, your character, you have really noticeable scars from the accident that you went through yeah. with your husband uh, along the left side of your face, the, I think your forearm and whatnot. Uh, Katie, um, this question is directed to you as director of the film. Was that to always just keep the audience reminded of what this character had gone through and the emotions and the stages of grief that she is experiencing? For sure, because, um, you know, I, I thought it was really important to give her a, a a physical scar, even though she's incredibly, like, emotionally scarred as well. Yeah. You know? It's always there. It's like she literally can't get away from it. Who did, uh, was it a completely, I, I just got, this is just a random question off the top of my head. Uh, the voice of the publicist, was that you, Katie, or was that somebody else? No, that's um, that's my friend Corey English. Okay. Who, uh, yeah, in the horror community, she was in Holliston for three seasons. So nice. That, and that's, uh, okay. she, that's her little that was just a little yeah. bit off top, but I was curious as to who did the uh, the voice that we heard uh, as the yeah. uh, public says. Now, going to the director side, Katie, how challenging was it for you as a director just having to work with Sarah uh, in front of that camera? Honestly, it was, um, we had just come off of another movie. So we literally like wrapped a movie and then two days later drove to Louisiana to make Faye. So we were kind of already in director actor mode. Okay. It was just a different script. Um, and I mean, obviously Sarah's very good. <laughs> you just give her the space and let her go. And, and just, you know, if, if she needs directions, I would give it to her, but she doesn't need much, you know? Um, it, it's more like sometimes 
Um, and we talked about this a little earlier, like if, if emotions are running too high, you can't necessarily feel anything, you mm -hmm. numb out. So there were times when I would have, when I would be like, no, Sarah, you're actually doing great. So stop, stop stopping. Just go <laughs> like, keep going. Stop overanalyzing you know? a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, um, you know, it was, uh, it, it was cool because there was also a certain amount of freedom in it. Like we went into Faye with literally nothing to lose. Right. <laughs> So, so I knew that I was also going to like jump cut the hell out of this thing. And I knew there was going to be just constant kinetic movement on, mm -hmm. on this, this little gimbal and this phone. And so I would just follow her and I would just be in and out. And it was very cool not having to worry about stepping on B camera or in yeah. any other light or on another actor, because I was just basically just. 360 or 180 at least on, on and we have to mention, cool. there's a certain amount of freedom in it you know i can imagine we have to also mention that you did cut this film uh entirely you know so we have to also mention that that's that's huge uh sarah i want you to describe in your opinion when you helped develop the character of faye and acted how would you describe faye to the audience who is going to watch the movie Sure. Um, I think Faye has found herself in a position in life where she feels an incredible amount of responsibility that um, she's got to keep up this face and this level of strength for her followers. She's a personal growth author who has a lot of people who look to her for the answers in their own lives. Mm -hmm. And um, in a weird way, that responsibility and that pressure has kind of numbed her to being able to handle certain things in her own life. And so while at times she's very unlikable and cynical and all the things, she's just a layered, complicated human being as we all are. And, um, and she's terrified. Yeah. She's terrified of having to process something that, that she is, does not feel equipped or ready for. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, um, but I, I, I love it. <laughs> I love her. Uh, how can you not? I, I want to ask you guys when Faye makes it to the cabin, that's when all these strange events start to happen. The doppelganger, all, and not only that, there's some strange noises, events in the house. Now, Faye, this is not a spoiler. She's grieving and she's taking medication. She does not shy from drinking an extra glass of wine at night um how did you guys how do you guys want the audience to interpret the paranormal side of this movie it is a horror movie uh, mm -hmm. do you guys want everybody to just walk away with their own opinion as to what really happened um let me get your opinion on that and then i have a follow-up question let me direct that first to kd how do you want the audience to walk away from this um I want the audience to, okay, so Faye is a horror film, but it's not, um, it doesn't fit into like a very particular subgenre. It's not a slasher film. There's, it's, I mean, there's like a tub of blood, but it's oh, not yeah. gory really. No. Um, it's very realistic and, and the horror, the true horror is in the human emotion that this one woman is going through and the isolation that brings it out of her. Yeah. Um, so 
but and this is something that you pointed out earlier but it's really just um you know everyone has experienced grief in some form and so hopefully from it's relatable and then you know it's kind of the same way that you cheer for any character to survive in a horror movie yeah and you're actually pulling for Faye to pull through this. And just survive herself. Yeah, and we're not going to give yeah. away what happens to Faye. Now, uh, Sarah, I want to ask you about a particular scene. You're, like we said, uh, Faye is a writer, a self-help writer. There, she wakes up one morning, and I got to give this part away. There's, she, she has writer's block, obviously. That's why her publicist offered her to go to the, her cabin, the publicist's cabin, as a retreat so she can start writing. You wake up one morning and uh, basically there's a lot of stuff that got written and you don't understand when or how this got written. Mm-hmm. How do you interpret that scene? Uh, do, you, do you think Faye ultimately wrote that off as telling herself, you know what, I did this and I just don't remember it? Or at that point, does she really believe that the house is haunted? I think at that point, she is starting to realize that there is something that's off in mm-hmm. the home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the kind of under the surface part of that for me was like, when you are going through something like that, time and space is so messy in your brain and you're like what did i do yesterday who what did i say you know what i mean so that was that as an actor that's kind of like you know how how that moment played out for me um internally but yeah i think for for Faye in that moment it's like all right something's up here you You know there's i'm not alone with all the pressure that you were getting from your publicist um do you think it ever occurred to her to when the next time the publicist called or Faye calling the publicist and saying, yeah, I have like 10 chapters already written. And it's a question of ethics and you possibly not knowing who wrote that. Was it a ghost? But not remembering that you wrote it yourself, if you wrote it yourself. Do you think, did you guys, when you were writing the script, did you, was that at all ever at play that you wanted the audience to experience what would Faye do and say to the publicist in regards to all this work that appeared out of nowhere in, you know, in Faye's mind, she didn't know where it came from. How did you want that to play out? I think that, um, I think that we're showing some sides of Faye too, that like questioning who she is as a person Mm -hmm. in, in a way and her, her her morality mm-hmm. her sure. um her integrity um because at this point in the film that is what Faye's being put face to face with in her life is yeah. like am i a good person mm-hmm. what kind of choices am i making and so that's yeah that's uh the dynamic that she has with her publisher very much uh shines a very bright light on um who she, who she's who she's become in a lot of ways and and areas of her life that that maybe she's a little blind to mm-hmm. 
What I loved, Katie, about another aspect that I loved about is the, uh, you know, while Faye is at the cabin, she does a couple of live streams uh, on Instagram uh, to talk yes. to her fans. This is uh, a celebrity. She's a best-selling author. I think it's mentioned that she has three. She had three best-selling books before the incident. Uh, then you bring in the social media aspect, uh, and I loved uh, when uh, towards the end when we're not going to say what happens, but you show on the screen the responses that she gets from her fans. Uh, mm -hmm. What was your thinking behind that? I thought it was brilliantly done. But what were your thoughts about displaying the responses as opposed to just showing Faye what she has done throughout all of the movie, just talking them out to herself? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a socially relevant thing, like cyberbullying and and also just comic culture in general. Yeah. Like there's always going to be trolls, like no matter what, you know? So it's something that as a celebrity, you have to have really thick skin to, to deal with that kind of thing. But also like they're, they're just people and we're all human. And sometimes being that cutting and that cruel to someone might be the thing that sends them over the edge. And yeah. that's horrible, you know? Mm -hmm. And I thought um, just shining light on that is, is important because I also think that like some of the like more cruel things that people write on the internet or in comment sections is not anything they would ever say to your face no you know no mm -hmm. it's the power so, of being invisible it's, exactly yeah. and that's that's you know no one what we put online is not who we are usually no, you know no, absolutely. so it's 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 like the one time that she is actually putting herself out there yeah. um, and being really truthful and really honest, she's slapped with some, some reality, you know? Yeah. And I think too, like seeing the comments, having that be something that everybody can read along with Faye, it's mm -hmm. like, it, it's just that uh, moment where you realize there is another person on the other side of the screen that you are writing yeah. to. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, you might not think that it reaches them, but it does. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, yeah, so I thought, yeah, no, I thought I mean, also it was shining. It was, shining, it was shining light on that on that issue. You know, kudos, good job on that. Uh, the last question I want to ask you: watching this film and you know working on a budget for a film, uh, those the the recollection of the car accident scenes seemed really detailed and done very well. How hard was that to put together uh, as a director? Uh, I assuming, I'm assuming that was probably a, a lot of chunk of the budget went to shooting those sequences. I mean, tell us about that, Katie. We spent $200 on that sequence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we, we literally paid someone at an independently owned junkyard. Mm -hmm to stay open for three hours yes. after closing for us. I crawled inside of an she already crawled crushed inside vehicle. an already crushed vehicle. I took out all the chalk markings on it in After Effects. Um, we used a steamer to put smoke in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then we threw a bunch of glass on the ground, like safety glass, rubber glass. Uh -huh. yeah. 
And, uh, and, and that and is how, I screamed. you know, we <laughs> provided a certificate of insurance and she screamed and we, we put a bone in her arm sticking wow. out of her arm, but that, that is how we shot that scene very cheaply. <laughs> you know, necessity is the mother of innovation. You guys pulled that off. Brilliant. I never would have guessed. I mean, that's, such, <laughs> that's, you. that's brilliant. You know, go to a Thanks. junkyard. Cars are already wrecked there. Put Sarah mm -hmm. in makeup, put her in the car, and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we had a we had some cop lights. We had mm -hmm. red and blue mm -hmm. flashing lights, you know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I want to thank yeah. both of you for coming on here and sharing these yeah. stories. Guys, I recommend this movie highly. The movie is called Faye. It is being it's premiered today on video on demand and digital. It's available on your basically your video on demand platform of choice, whether it's Amazon, Voodoo whatnot check it out you won't be disappointed it's a great film i want to thank both kd aman and sarah zanotti who co-wrote the film kd directed edited the film you guys did a brilliant job any final thoughts you want to share before we go you know one thing that we haven't mentioned what you asked me if I was the voice of the uh, publisher. Publisher. I'm not. I'm the oh. voice of the mom. Yeah, she but does my know. favorite thing is it really creeps me out is that Sarah's the voice of her niece. <laughs> so she's having a conversation with herself when she's yeah. talking to her niece. Katie is endlessly freaked out by, by my ability voice. to sound like a child. It really is disturbing. I never would have guessed but, I was not a child. But, uh, this is Ellie. And yeah. she's really sad because she doesn't want us to go to swim practice. You know, it's... <laughs> That is freaky. All right. <laughs> and you did a great job as the mom. The mom on the phone was, yes. I mean, the mom on the phone, which was you now that we know, is always very calm, collected. Yeah. When Faye yeah. uh, called her in that panic, you're like, calm mm -hmm. down, breathe. Yeah. Just like you would yeah. expect a parent to react when their yeah. adult child is, a, you know, really freaking the hell out. So mm -hmm. great job. Great job. Thank you guys so much for being Thank on our show. Guys, check out the movie Faye. On behalf of Katie and Sarah and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Thank you.